Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Enterprise Now. I'm super excited. I have been not stalking. I don't think that's a fair word, but I've been following Danielle on social and I'm just so proud. Now we don't know each other, right? She doesn't know me from Adam, but I'm just so proud to see business owners out there doing it. So Danielle, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. And Danielle, as I told you in the green room, I like to get, get right to the point. But before we get into the goods, can I get a oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So firstly, tell us a little bit about you, your background and the business that you run. Absolutely. So I'm originally from Chicago. Um, I'm a professor at uh, Tennessee State University now. I teach entrepreneurship there, and I'm the founder and CEO of Black Business Boom, as well as Black-owned Nashville. So all of the work I do is around helping Black folks to level up, helping Black folks to uh, close that wealth gap and um, and do that in an economic develop- from an economic development standpoint with a focus on entrepreneurship. So Black Business Boom, we help to uh, bridge that digital divide for Black business owners. When we started Black Business Boom a few years back, we started as the group home for Black-owned businesses. So if you Google Black Business Boom, you'll probably see some articles about that. And as we started to work on the platform, get businesses on board and on the platform, we started to see if these businesses really needed help with their digital presence. So I decided that I have a marketing background. My chief marketing officer had a marketing background. Why not go and actually help these folks with marketing? And so that's what we've been doing for a couple of years now. We, we pivoted really at the beginning of the pandemic and started educate, doing a lot of education with Black business owners on digital marketing, how to use marketing to grow and scale their business. Then... Um, we saw the George Floyd killing. We saw Breonna Taylor. We saw these things happening that we started to see this shift towards folks wanting to support Black-owned businesses at unprecedented levels. So we launched Black-owned Nashville. I moved to Nashville about five years ago. And so now we have the directory and network of 1,200 Black-owned businesses here in the Nashville area because we want, we didn't want it to be a hurdle for folks trying to find Black-owned businesses to support. We wanted to make it easy for them. So that is, in a nutshell, what I'm doing uh, these days with a heavy emphasis on training and education for Black business owners. 
Okay, wow. I mean, I have lots of questions. I'm going to try to rein in my entrepreneur brain here and backtrack a little bit. Now, awesome people have a tendency to gloss over like big deals, right? So you're from Chicago. We have that in common. I, I was born in Chicago, but raised in Southern Illinois. Marketing background. And you just kind of glossed over the fact that you're a professor at TSU. How that happened? It's so crazy um, how that came about because for years I had been wanting to teach. I wanted to wanted to be uh, wanted to be a professor for years, and I was applying for adjunct professor positions. I wasn't hearing back from anybody, and I quit my job last year. Right? So I I was out, actually a healthcare exec for many years and working the business at the same time. And so um, last year, I decided I was going to step out on faith. The business was doing okay. And then I started freaking out. <laughs> so I think my last day of work was July 30th or something. And like August 1st, I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? And on August 3rd, I got a call from someone saying, hey, we need someone to teach entrepreneurship at CSU. Would you be interested? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, Two weeks, the class was uh, classes were started, and we were like in a, this hustle to get me on board and all these things. And it's just been what I've been rolling ever since. So it it just came at the perfect time, and I just finished up um, my third semester at TSU. It's very interesting how you you mentioned jumping out on faith, right? And when you realize, like the moment you realize that there's no other check coming, <laughs> just talk talk about that a little a little bit, right? So because a lot of times we we do things in life and we have to open space for new things to come into our lives. So so I'm always curious to to hear what what was that moment of realization like for you. Yeah, my last day was that that Friday, and so I and of course I knew I was leaving for for two weeks, and but I was cool, you know. Like I had, I do a lot of webinars for business owners, and I had a webinar, and I sold something during this webinar. We made like six thousand dollars in one night, and so I was like, if I can make six thousand dollars in one night, like if I just do this two or three nights a month, you know, then we could be all right. You know, I'll be all right. So I'm going to go ahead and do this. So I hyped myself up. They were acting a fool at my job and they were, you know, not really acknowledging all of the, the social injustices that were happening in the country. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and leave. But yeah, that day, that Friday, when you like mail, ship off all this stuff, I was working from home. So I'm like shipping off my uh, printer and laptop bag. And I'm like, Oh, this is for real. Like how, like, when am I going to be able to pay myself? <laughs> like, how was my first check? You know, and I will say I've, I've saved and, you know, was not in a financial situation where I had to be worried, but you still worry because there's not the security and it's all, all up to you to money for the company. Like it's up to Danielle to, um, drive the direction of the company and if she doesn't do that well then the company doesn't make money and then that means Danielle can't pay herself <laughs> so there's just so many things that started to creep in my mind um, I got so much encouragement from other folks though and that was one of the things that really was like okay if everybody else did, you need to think and you need to have confidence in yourself and it was definitely one of the best decisions I've made 
So in your answer a few minutes ago, you mentioned how you have a heart for helping to to bridge the the digital divide and to help black business owners succeed. Naturally, I I feel like marketing is is probably especially initially the most important part of business, because if you don't get attention, then it doesn't matter what you sell or how great your product or service is. Talk a little bit about the digital divide, why that's important and how the work that you're doing, both through the black owned uh, Nashville and the digital marketing, digital marketing training, how that rolls into helping to bridge that divide. Absolutely. So, you know, I think we've all kind of heard the stats about 41% of black owned businesses closing due to the pandemic and, you know, things like that. So it, it really just made it how very clear that we were at a disadvantage in relation to our, our counterparts. And I, I, through my eyes as a marketer, I see that many of those businesses probably could have been saved by having stronger, a stronger digital presence or doing some sort of digital pivot during the pandemic. And so again, as I was working on Black Business, when we had this coupon platform, and we were onboarding at least 100 businesses a month, and like half of them didn't have websites. It was crazy. Like half of them, I couldn't Google and find anything about. They were, I and mean, we were like, how do people place orders? And they're like, tell them the message us on Instagram. And it was a hot mess. And so it just became very evident in, in my conversations and my experiences with uh, white-owned businesses were very different, you know, and so I thought it was really important for us to jump into this space, but I I, I always say one of um, my mentors here in Nashville, Angela Crane Jones, always says business owners don't know what they don't know, and a lot of us just did not know what we did not know about marketing, about digital, having a digital presence. And so that that gap, you know, we and there are lots of things that that lead to that. And I won't go too deeply into them, but one of them is the capital gap. Right. So many times we don't have the money to start our businesses or to scale our businesses to go out in a marketing professional for fifteen hundred dollars, five thousand dollars a month, you know, on retainer. So that's, you know, an issue. We many of us are working full time jobs, and you know we're trying to get this business going, but we're trying to you know work our job because we have bills to pay. Because again, the capital gap, like we don't have someone who's just like here's a hundred thousand dollars, go start a business. So for us, we're working in the business many times. We're working a job. We have families. We have a life. We're trying to do all these things. And it's just we don't have the time to really invest in learning how to become a marketer. And we're CFO, CA, you know, CMO, CIO, CTO. We're playing all these roles in our business as well. And so it, it makes it hard for us to do any of them really well. And so our goal was really to simplify digital marketing in our training. So it's not about like we're not about to you know, go into super in-depth with sales funnels and all these, you know, things that a more advanced marketer or even business owner may do. But we really want to help the folks that don't know much at all, you know, and they're like, I know I need to be doing these things and I don't know 
where to start and I need a roadmap. And so we provide them with that roadmap as well as the training that they need to execute on some of these things and to get started, you know, or to refresh their brand online. And so again, we just, we thought that it was just really important for us to do this work and do it in a way that business owners could afford it. And we've been really blessed uh, over the last year and a half to have corporate partners and sponsors that have really paid for business owners to get our, our training and or services because of the capital gap. <laughs> so, you know, many times we're like, well, our training is $1,500. So we're like, eh. You know, I really want it. I need it, but I can't afford it. And so we've been blessed to have some corporate partners and sponsors that have allowed us to be able to do this work to really help our community. That's fantastic. One of uh, the sayings that I have is and I believe for me, it, it is it's a calling as well, because I realize how important enterprise is to sustainable families, to providing that capital and, and all the things that, that you just mentioned. And so it's really awesome to, to see and to know that you're out there, um, you and your partner and, and your team, and you, you guys are changing lives through enterprise. Now, I want to get to a lighter moment, and then I want to revisit the digital divide and get into some details on what specifically people can do to, to level up. Of course, not giving away the goods, but giving some breadcrumbs to lead them in the right direction. Danielle, if you're anything like me, I like to think I'm an intelligent person. You know, I'm, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm not the dullest either. But there are some things that I've done both in my professional and personal career that weren't the smartest. So what I want to know from you is, what is the stupidest thing you've done? What's the thing that you look back and say, man, I, I wish I could probably t- do that differently. Yeah, there's the first one that comes to mind was going into business with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> that was that's probably the it, that started really a a downward trend in life for me for a, for a minute there. And so, uh, actually, when I teach my classes at TSU, I'm always like, "Do not go into business <laughs> with your with your boyfriend or girlfriend." It was an awful idea. Um, and it really, especially, it just is an awful idea, I think, overall. And I went out and not only went into business with this person, but took a loan out to help the business grow. And that loan was borrowed against my property. I almost lost my property. I ended up having to file bankruptcy. Oh. <laughs> so, so it's, like I said, there was just this downward effect in life overall. Uh, based on that decision. Uh, on the flip side, to be positive, it really did. I had learned a lot of business lessons. Like it, I learned, and I learned a lot about digital marketing and you know online marketing for small businesses through that process of, of that business. So, you know, there's always a bright side. Yes, yeah, I, I would say that was um sounds like a very great learning <laughs> lesson. <laughs> So backtracking to the, the whole, the digital divide, what are some of the other things that you've seen and what are some specific things that business owners, if they're, they're listening, a lot of my listeners are in those very shoes. They're high achievers, but they're working a side gig and trying to pay the bills. I know I was in that boat until it literally almost killed me. And I had to, to make that decision on, I was going to do this. 
And I remember mentally going through the process of figuring out, okay, number one, how, how is this going to work financially, right? I'm a whole wife, kids, mortgage, all the stuff, right? So I guess help us understand some your, your journey, like your thought process when you realize you made that decision, I'm going to do this thing. What sort of things did you do to prepare? So the biggest preparation was about getting my savings account up. Um, and so I, I let me, I'll backtrack about eight years, ten, nine years where I quit my first, my job the first time to be an entrepreneur. So I opened a spa in Chicago and learned a whole lot of lessons there. Um, and that, that was really my first business along with, I was kind of running the business that I had with my ex at the same time. And I was struggling to pay my bills. I had not saved any money. I I have very little savings, and so I found myself driving for Ubers and Lyft and bartending and cleaning houses just to pay my bills, but still was getting behind on the loan payment and ended up in bankruptcy. So learned the big lesson I learned, you know, in that experience was before you do this again, you need to make sure that you have a financial security and have some money in the bank. And so I, I positioned myself, you know, pretty well to be able to make sure I could take care of my bills for at least a year. Um, I also knew that I was in the midst of selling a property and would get, some, you know, some cash from that. So if, if all went wrong, then I would still be able to sustain. I worked on my credit. That was another big thing. So I, when I quit in 2012 or 2011 or 2012, I also didn't have credit to go out and borrow money if some, if I needed to, because if I had been able to borrow money, I maybe would have been able to go out and get the money I needed to, you know, be able to save my property versus going the bankruptcy route. So, I mean, just having your finances in order and having a plan. Now, over a year later, I would have done a lot of things even differently. Like I would have had, I, we have pivoted so many times in so many ways. Some of that was forced due to the pandemic. Some of it is like, I get ideas and I'm like, we're going to do this now. We're gonna do. And so I, that's who I am as a person, but I would have had a more strategic plan for my business. I would have had a, a personal budget. I would have had a business budget and I would have had goals written down, set and a plan for how we were going to achieve them. It takes time to get there as an entrepreneur. And so it, it's taken, this year has been all about personal and professional growth for me. I've invested in several programs, you know, to help me to get to the point where now I know what next year looks like. I can forecast for next year. I have my goals, my strategic plans, my partnerships, all these things that I know are going to help to you know, for the company to be, to do well next year. And then we're also focused on running a very lean operation next year. Um, and I think as we talk about like the digital divide, it can get very costly. Like when you start to think about all of the tools that you need in your tech stack to run a business these days, it can get really costly. And so I really urge people to really figure out what their plans are for their business, what tools they really need to get there, invest in that and track the ROI on those things. And again, I'm speaking from like where I am right now, like in the, 
and it just has been a, a great year of learning and growing. And I'm sure I have a whole lot more to go. That's awesome. Time flies when you're having fun. If people want to reach out to you to learn more about Black Business Boom, about Black-owned Nashville, or any of the other fantastic things you have going on, how can they do that? Absolutely. You can always go to blackbusinessboom.com or blackownedashville.com and submit um, a contact form. But if you want to reach out to me directly, Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E at blackbusinessboom.com, as well as I'm always on LinkedIn. So feel free to catch me on LinkedIn, Danielle McGee MBA on LinkedIn. And I'm happy to, to engage with folks there. I tell folks all the time, LinkedIn is the only platform where I feel like it's perfectly acceptable to slide in somebody's DMs. <laughs> so <laughs> feel free to message me there as well. Awesome. Thanks again for your time, Danielle. Absolutely. Thank you. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email. Mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.